talk about Clueless minute by minute. I'm Shannon Camp, your host, and with me today I have Christy Admiral. Hi there. And and Catherine Cogart. Hello, great to be here. All right, so welcome back, ladies. We have been really digging into the meat of the big share Josh confession <laughs> when they finally reveal their love for each other. It's oh, been man. very romantic, and we're finally getting to the good stuff. This minute starts with Josh claiming that he comes to the house because it's a good learning experience about being a lawyer uh, okay <laughs> and the minute ends with josh saying on a more truthful note you know you're gorgeous all right and popular and uh and but this is not why i you know come here this is a good learning experience for me oh uh, the double learning experience <laughs> Yeah, just keep making us think it's a law thing, Josh. Nobody's buying what you're selling. <laughs> Except Cher, I guess. So when the minute starts, Josh is, again, talking about how it's a good learning experience, which is a phrase he repeats several times throughout this minute, saying he wants to be a lawyer. It's like, dude, she already knows that. Why are you telling her? <laughs> but then things kind of take a turn because he says, but you, I mean, you don't need to be doing this. Go out and have fun. Go shopping. Which really hurts Cher and in fairness to her is pretty much the exact thing that the douchebag lawyer said to her in not as nice a tone of voice. I would say that this is the most patronizing Josh has sounded about her in a long time. Uh, I mean long as in it's been at least 20 minutes since he's been patronizing. I actually took his tone differently. He says it so softly and so gently compared to the other conversations they've had that I thought he was sort of trying to let her off the hook. He's saying like, you're young, go out and have fun. You don't need to be doing this. You've been working so hard. He's finally letting her off the hook and being like, you're young. Oh yeah. So you can go have fun. If you re if you'll wind back the tape and rewatch it in slow mo, I think you'll find. No, he's very condescending to her throughout the film, which is actually why this minute kind of ties into what I was talking about last minute. With I think this is the part where he sort of actually makes reparations for what a patronizing uh, jerk he had been throughout earlier. No, you know what? No. So now that you say that, I think you might be right. I think I might be able to come around on this. Totally. The wording could go either way. It's completely a matter of tone and how I feel he delivers the line in comparison to earlier scenes. That's just what I'm taking it from. Yeah, I get it. So, Shannon, yeah. is there a moment in Emma... As our resident Emma expert. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Christy, I know you've read some of it too, so maybe you can answer this too. No, but not I don't all read of anything it. ever, so you guys will have to tell me. <laughs> um, hey, at least you can read. <laughs> I don't know if I can anymore. <laughs> um, is there a moment where George Knightley like lets Emma off the hook? 
Oh, totally. Absolutely. So they have a falling out um, because of a bunch of reasons having to do with like basically the character who's analogous to Christian, but he's not gay. He's like a cad in the novel because people weren't, unfortunately, were not allowed to be gay back in the time when Jane Austen was writing. Um, They have a falling out. They don't see each other for a while. And during that time, uh, Harriet, who's Emma's tie they have the scene where, you know, she says that she's in love with Knightley because he saved her this one time from these roving bandits because that was a problem people had back then. And Emma is very devastated. She believes Harriet when Harriet tells her that she thinks that Knightley is in love with her too. So when Knightley comes by, she thinks that he's going to tell her that he's in love with her friend. And so she's like trying to put him off and he apologizes for how hard he's been on her and the fact that he like probably scolds her too much, all this thinking that it might be why she's mad at him. And then he finally confesses his love for her to her complete surprise. So it's very much what this scene is minus the fact that the tie stuff had been sorted out earlier, whereas it all kind of comes to a head in the same moment in the book. Gotcha. Yeah. So really, I mean, I've said it, I think probably every time I've been on the show, but very close to the book, as always. Uh, Harriet is in love with a farmer named... Uh, he's a farmer in the book. (laughs) A farmer, which I guess is, uh, you know... <laughs> like a a cute slob in the slobs versus snobs comedy. You got your skaters and your farmers. And so who's <laughs> So who's analogous to the mighty mighty Boston's and Emma? <laughs> uh I have to believe that there there is a ball scene and there must have been a string quartet there. So I'm gonna call them the Ye mighty, mighty boss tones. I don't even have to change it because mighty is already <laughs> such an old timey sounding word. <laughs> I have no idea what a boss tone is, so I can't translate it into old timey. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that they, they, I mean, they're a ska band. I know that, but maybe they're from Boston and they thought that would be cute. Uh, oh. uh, I don't know, but I do have to say, I have to share this anecdote because it's completely clueless related and I wasn't on the minute with the mighty, mighty boss tones. So this is happening now. Mm-hmm. I was watching Clueless and I was tweeting about the Mighty Mighty Boss Tone scene and like that one guy whose job it is just to dance. He doesn't play an instrument. Oh, I love that guy. on the stage. Oh, that guy. I tweeted that he made me really uncomfortable because he does. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I did not tag him or anything. I don't know who this person is. I was tweeting about, I was basically live tweeting Clueless, but probably in not as good a way as the two dames that you guys were talking about. Anyway. It was a lot of fun. This 50-something-year-old woman, like, comes at me on Twitter. Ah. It's like a Mighty Mighty Boston super fan. I'm not even kidding. And it's like, just like, up in my mentions, like, how dare you Ben has more talent in his little finger than you have your whole body. It's calling this dude Ben by his first name. Like, she knows him. Maybe she does. She's searching for the Mighty Mighty Bossons on Twitter. I did not tag them. I didn't even see if they had a Twitter. And I blocked her, but it was the best five minutes of my life. That's amazing. So amazing. Can we, like, take a moment to appreciate the beauty of humanity? Like, that the world is so diverse that that person can exist? Absolutely. 
it's like the it's like a non-sexual rule 34 if it exists there are people who are obsessed with it out there absolutely sometimes that obsession leads to porn and sometimes it leads to yelling at strangers sometimes both yeah (laughs) sometimes both simultaneously uh anyway Cher is very hurt by josh's remark about going shopping even though for once i think he meant it with good intentions and she says you think that's all i do i'm just a ditz with a credit card he immediately backpedals no no uh that's not what i meant you're young and beautiful and and i would like to interject here that i think the way he says beautiful is one of the cutest line deliveries it is very just that adorable word. it's one of the cutest line deliveries period uh and and share prompts him and and he says and well uh what and she's like you think i'm beautiful which is so cute and she's looking up at him with those giant alicia silverstone bambi eyes and i'm just gonna finish us out he says you know you're gorgeous all right and popular and um but this is not why i you know come here this is a good learning experience for me which ends our minute and brings us full circle Oh my God, guys, <laughs> this is the whole reason I wanted to do this podcast. What just happened? Uh, Lay it down. Guys, this, this is my rant. Oh, go ahead, Christy. What do you got? No, I don't like, I'm, I'm just deep sighing over like, I don't know. We're all sighing. Uh, I just don't know that they make romantic comedies. And I, I totally can see that this is, this movie is more Cher than it is Cher and Josh. But I don't know if I've seen a romance that feels so sincere in a movie for teens like this sense clueless. That's because it's devoid of irony. Yes. No, that is exactly it. At least this relationship is. It's very earnest, which is why I think the former step-sibling thing might have been more of a sticking point in another movie more so than this one because they seem to be approaching it like we were saying earlier with a very wholesome non-sexual kind of like we just two people who happen to be in love (laughs) attitude but what were you going to say Catherine? i really want to know i really want to hear oh man so (laughs) when i watched clueless for the first time eight months ago i was just (laughs) ranting to all my friends about this scene specifically (laughs) because i think just the way just just the way that paul rudd just kind of like sneers a little bit almost well he says like (sighs) you 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 know you're gorgeous come on (laughs) like i don't okay so being a woman's really hard right can we all just agree yeah yeah (laughs) yes there's no arguments against that. <laughs> like, there's so much pressure to be gorgeous constantly and also not really care about being gorgeous because that's shallow. Yeah. Just, and I just feel like that simultaneously, it acknowledges the work and effort that one puts into one's appearance because it is not a non-zero amount of work, for sure. <laughs> and it just, <laughs> it just acknowledges that, like, you put a lot of work into that, and I'm seeing that, and I appreciate that. But, like, yeah. I also see what's under that, and that's really why I'm here. And that's, like, all that you want in a someone. Oh, my gosh. You are making me emotional as heck right now. Yeah. I'm, emotional I'm, as heckerling, even. <laughs> I'm, I'll see yeah. myself out. No, I'm, I, I laughed a lot. I thought that was really funny. I'm not, even, I'm not being sarcastic. Oh. Uh I'm blushing a little bit right now thinking about this analysis of this scene and how incredibly sweet it is and how he's able to nail that with the dialogue he's been given. Uh, Oh, I forgot how much I love Clueless, guys. 
It's a perfect mix of <laughs> actors, dialogue, and direction. Everything is just coming. This moment is just coming together really well. I think it's really beautifully paced. The way the conversation sort of slowly unfurls in a way that isn't dragging its feet and making us feel like, oh, come on. But it's not happening oh, yeah. too suddenly. But I agree with everything you said, Catherine, completely. And I think there's something about his smirk, too, that's almost like a little bit self-deprecating too. Like he's laughing at himself and how like lovey-dovey and adoring he's being, but he can't help himself. There's a line Knightley has in Emma actually, and I'm paraphrasing a bit, but it's, um, if I loved you less, I might be able to talk about it more. Oh, that is the realness. Yeah. It's, (laughs) and that's what I feel in this moment. He's sort of dancing around it, dancing around the admission, dancing around, just getting closer and closer, but he's, unable to bring himself just be like i like you although i guess this one it might be more i'm in love with you which is kind of ridiculous because they're both super young but whatever it's a movie i'll say they're in love it's no more ridiculous than it is like in like jane Romeo austen books right oh, yeah like in literally Absolutely. every other piece of entertainment yeah sure exactly but i want to believe Cher is going to go to college i already had to rule out that hope for the bennett sisters Oh, Cher will go to college for sure. She's too oh, intelligent. Yeah. Not no, to I'm not saying she's. I'm not saying she's stupid. And yeah. in the very next minute, we'll see she eschews, uh, eschews marrying young. So it's not a concern. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a totally different, totally different world. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I agree. And I think there's again, it all comes down to their love is very sincere, and it's not like winking at itself at all. It just. It builds throughout the film, and this is its lovely conclusion. Although we haven't even gotten to the kiss yet, and we still have two more minutes to go, I think. Oh, man. That we so do. that's very exciting. And the uh, incidental music is building in the background. You know, the da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> we all know what's coming. <laughs> it's just sort of like generic love music. Uh, and... Since we're pretty much, again, this is another, yet another lead up minute. And since we're pretty much wrapping up what we had to talk about with this little chunk of their conversation, uh, I've already expressed my deep and abiding fondness for Josh. Although I would say that either Cher or Ty is still my favorite character. Who are your guys' favorite characters? That's a hard question. It's tricky. And there's no wrong answer. I really like Christian, actually. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, you know what? I was just thinking Christian, too. If not only because I would really like to find someone someday that I'll just call me Duchess. Just forever. (laughs) That's the nickname I want. (laughs) He's such a fun friend. And I really think... I don't think he intentionally leads her on. Not at all. No. And he's so fashionable and his hair is so cute. Oh, man. (laughs) Love him. A plus choice. Absolutely. Seriously, the best. I am also... I do also have a huge fondness for Breckenmeyer. And Travis is maybe not my favorite Breckenmeyer role. But I do enjoy every minute he's on screen. My brother and I still will declare things to be fine holiday fun based on (laughs) his line in this movie where he says, like, he calls some paper or something fine holiday fun. Uh, Shares one of Shares presentations in debate class. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like most good inside jokes, I don't really have to know where it starts to enjoy it. And I agree that his performance is so lovable in this movie. He really elevates the generic stoner comic relief. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, also, I want to give Stacey Dash some love here. Yeah. (laughs) Dion is great. Retroactive love. Great character. 
<laughs> Absolutely. No, I completely understand. She's a good actress and she's really good in this part. You don't have to agree with her personal life and views to totally enjoy Dion because she's yeah. adorable and her and Murray are super cute. Mm-hmm. They're very cute. I think that character is like a great character. <laughs> I think yes. she's got a good head on her shoulders. I've told you so many times not to call me woman. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. She's so large and in charge. She also has a really boss move. I'm calling your mother when he's shaving his head. A plus. (laughs) Front page of the playbook. Like, write it in blood and emboss it in gold. It's that good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's the trump card right there. Oh, my gosh. And the scene where she's driving is just so hysterical. Oh, (laughs) Also, she wears a lot of great hats. Lots of them. In that driving scene, she's wearing that little white knit hat with the daisies. Uh, I could do a whole podcast on this show just about the fashions. Very strong hat game, yeah. (laughs) Tutus! That's what this show needs another... I mean, that's what this movie needs, another minute-by-minute podcast. Outfit-by-outfit podcast. (laughs) Oh, that sounds so chic, though. We definitely need to get one of those computers that's going to put together outfits for us, though, so we can test it. So much as we do that show. That basically exists as an app now, but you have to take a picture of every article of your clothing, and Uh, who has the time? Nope. Pass. I don't want to know. Uh, well, I will be joining you guys again tomorrow for yet another minute of Clueless. But before we say goodbye this week, I mean today, uh, do you have anything to plug? We'll start with Christy. Uh, sure. You can just follow me on Twitter at Admiral Christy. I have a couple pieces coming up for the Mary Sue in the near future. And I freelance elsewhere. And you can find everything from that Twitter page. Good stuff. I highly recommend checking out Christy's writing. I'm a fan of it myself. And Catherine, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, totally. You can follow me on Twitter at Catherine Isabel. And uh, you can hear me and my co-host on our podcast, Encyclopedia Brunch. Uh, where the closest thing I can really tell you that podcast is like, uh, each episode's like an improvised cooperative audio essay. I am really excited about this podcast and I look forward to checking it out. As for me, you can keep up with all my acting, writing, and podcasting stuff on my website, shannon-camp.com. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Christy and Catherine for joining me again today. You are very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We'll see you again tomorrow for another minute of As If. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Will it get to America? Will it get to America?